Wickham. You got Wickham Wanderers, Jim. I played for them when I was six. <laughs> That's how shit they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, text message saying, can you come back? We've got a big game this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a few players on the COVID list. We need you back, Baker. <laughs> All right, right. Anyway, boys, let's crack on. We're, we're into it. Episode 21 of The Away End, guys. We've got a guest on this week, Tom. Give us a shout out in and out in Manchester. Right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm Tom, the Manchester Blue Show, talking all things city. But I'll try and chip into the other stuff every now and then. You can sprinkle a little bit in every now and again, can't you, mate? Jimbo, give us give us a shout down in London, mate. Hello, boys. How we doing? All good, mate. All good. You know, same shit, different lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> And um, Baker, give us a shout over in Didsbury, mate. How's things? Evening, mate. Yeah, not bad. How are you doing? Oh, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. As Tom said, he's he's a City fan. So this week is a little bit different than we normally are because obviously we normally just go for the Prem rundown and um, and then have a few little extras. But this week it was this weekend. It was the the FA Cup third round. So what do you think, boys? You. Yeah, I love the FA Cup. It's such a special thing for me, the FA Cup. It's it's a cracky weekend, isn't it? Especially when you can, you can draw all sorts of teams. And there's been a couple, a couple of lovely little shock results as well, hasn't there? I love, I love the FA Cup weekend. It's brilliant. Long may it continue. Oh, mate, I couldn't agree more with you. Really could not agree more with you. I, I have got so much time for it. I thought there was a little bit of a chance that it may... Like not go ahead with all obviously the COVID situation and everything, but I am very, very glad that they, they decided that they were going to carry on. Bake you like you want to talk, mate. Go on. COVID, if anything, was a pretty useful leveler for the third round, isn't it? Because the teams, the teams that are, the teams that are going up against them in the lower divisions, a lot of them have had to make four squad changes more than usual. So stuff like being surely a through to the fourth round after beating Derby, obviously we'll go into that in a bit. But Derby had to play their whole youth squad, so that's like it's a it's proper interesting to see in the difference between academy kids who haven't actually played first team football yet and like Sunday league cloggers who are pretty used to it do you know what I mean Yeah, it's good for the fans but it's also good for the clubs as well I think Charlie made something like 300 grand this weekend yeah it's, it's going to keep them going like, Marine, Marine made a ton as well yeah I think it was uh, 23,000 tickets sold at £10 a pop for Marine so that'll keep Brilliant. them going for at least a couple of years and you know what They some of them people at the back of their houses they are, they are the only you know front pitch side seats in the whole of the country at the moment didn't they with some of them guys getting to see Probably the biggest, well, the biggest game in Marines history, right? Fair play to them. They had a good time, they did. Mate, that was fucking amazing. Did you see the cutout of Jurgen Klopp that kept moving? Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant, that was. That was they brilliant. always have to be involved somewhere in Liverpool, don't they? It's always <laughs> out there. Always out there. Well, the I'm glad you said that, Tom, because that is one thing that we've got. United, Spurs, Newcastle, and now City. There's one thing that unites us all. And it's a hatred for Liverpool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I loved about the Marine game was, you see the lad who uh, tweeted the picture of Gareth Bale from his bedroom window? So yeah. Every day, got like 200,000 <laughs> yeah. retweets. So it's brilliant, that, isn't it? Oh, oh, no. This guy was going to mention that. I thought it was fucking amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. a brilliant thing, that. I love the, oh, I love the FA Cup. Oh yeah, you got you got to love it, man, aren't you? Anyway, right, like I said, we're gonna ask, we're gonna give Tom a couple of couple of tasty questions about City, and then we're gonna crack on with the FA Cup. So first off, City seemed to be. Uh, I I thought they were they were gonna be fairly decent this season, but at the start they they're a bit up and down form wise. But now they kept eleven clean sheets in sixteen. That goes back to the third of November. Mm-hmm. And like the the partnership between Stones and Diaz looks to be really really solid. Like so, after an underwhelming start, do you, like I think you you're right back on track really now. What do you think, Tom? Oh, 
It's a funny one because uh, when, when we do like the preview shows to the season and stuff like that, obviously as a City fan, I'm going City winning the league, no question marks. Then after four or five weeks, it's like, oh, this is just not going to be our season this year. And I'm all mentally preparing myself for Liverpool lifting the trophy again and me finding a cupboard big enough to hold me for at least a half a season. But it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because five months ago, it was doom and gloom for all things City. You know, we had no defence. Um, Mendy, if he wasn't doing something stupid, Balotelli-esque, he wasn't playing through injury or something like that. Obviously, companies left. We've, we've had a massive hole. And we seem to have been through defenders more than I've been through pints of Guinness. It's ridiculous. We just seek to keep, we're just trying to find that secret source for our defence. And now it's come from two players, which it's uh, just mystifying. Diaz has come in like an absolute train. He's 23, 24. He's leading the back line. He's pointing, marshalling, shouting, high-fiving, pat on the arse, crack on. Sorry, can I swear? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Crack on, mate. Yeah, and he's, and he's, and he's fine. And he's, and he's just looking like, he's looking like the exact replacement that we needed. But John Stones, I, I, I just can't get my head around this rejuvenated player that is John Stones. I know last season, about the last 18 months, he's gone through a bit of a... I think he's gone through it because he's split up with his missus, his kids and all that sort of things. I think he's had a big psychological effect over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I was genuinely thinking that he was going to leave us and go to somewhere else, potentially back to Everton. You know, there was rumours about him going to Leeds because there's a bit of an affinity there as well. And, you know, we were kind of like, you know what, good luck, good luck. We'll shake your hand. Thanks for everything. See you later. But him and Diaz have just formed this partnership which looks unbreakable it looks absolutely unbreakable and the thing is as well when you see them playing with each other it's almost as if they've been playing with each other for seasons upon seasons because you know when when one goes forward one comes deep and the I mean obviously that's Pep's trading tactics that's isn't it but it's really rare for a player to come into a Pep team and play so confidently and literally drop into the formation straight away like Cancelo last year was I don't want to use the word useless, but he wasn't in my first team. I, I was going to this say that, mate. It's brilliant. But this year, it's brilliant. It, yeah. takes good, it takes a good 12 months, so I, I couldn't be happier. I think it's brilliant. Long may it continue. I think it's, it's quite interesting watch, when, when you're watching the Stones and Diaz play together. Actually, the whole back line, to be honest, recently is how much like they they almost celebrate defending do you know what i mean like they, i've seen i've noticed it a lot more it's like yeah. especially against united the other week when they make a when they make a good block a good tackle they're all over each other high fives that sort of stuff and like it shows it definitely shows the body language of a pretty strong unit that like there's definitely some, yeah unit unit is the is the is the ideal word actually because you know the first time in a long time i know that there's going to be edison's obviously out at the minute with covid but i think he's back soon we're gonna have edison diaz and stones they're the first three on the team sheet because you want that solid foundation and then it's war and Cancelo for me you know Pep obviously likes the rotation depending on who we're playing and who we got next etc etc but I, if it was me I know our back four straight away our best back four and one of them's not even a left back which is I know which is which is mental to be fair I, I think you've got you've got to have that though it's not if, if you want to make that challenge that title challenge you've got to have that solid back four or back five including the keeper like very very few teams that are going to win the league without having a solid solid defence it's, um, it's pretty much impossible really isn't it it's it's funny as well because if you see um, if you see where um, Cancelo and Walker play, they play the inverted midfield. I'm, I'm trying to point it it's on podcast, isn't it? But they, they play they play almost midfield. They play yeah. ahead of John Stones and Diaz, which is bonkers to see. You kind of see their uh, their heat their heat map. 
and it's literally in front of the defenders. It's there's not they're not wingers, not wing backs, they're not playing that playing that right wing, left wing type positions. They're playing in front, making up the numbers in midfield, which is where we've done really well in recent games and against Chelsea and United particularly. I think. I've, yeah, I've seen Kyle Walker spraying balls about from just in front of them, in front of them centre backs, like really uh, annoyingly good. Let's hear about Walker spraying balls across the pitch instead of spraying stuff across hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as the word spraying came out. <laughs> oh, of course, Jim. <laughs> oh, him or Mendy, isn't it? Fair play. Yeah. I think they're great. I can't wait to go for a pint with them both after COVID's over. <laughs> I think you might be divorced by the end of it. Come on. I feel like I'm the one that just brings up the gossip all the time. Nah, mate, that's what we need. <laughs> you're the you're the reality uh, reality star guy, mate. We need we need them kind of that kind of shit coming out of you. Celeb news, yeah, that's. He's having, he's having, yeah, he's, he's having Heat magazine on the table behind. Us. <laughs> Sponsored by Heat magazine, Nick podcast. Well, behind you then, as I well. thought I'd put them away, yeah. <laughs> um, on to the next one. How far do you see City going this season, realistically? Like, if you, I know Jim might disagree with me right now, but if you won the League Cup, which, let's be honest, is. Pep Guardiola's trophy now, isn't it? It's his personal personal trophy. Um, and you came second, and you won the and you didn't win the Champions League. Would you consider that a, a good season or bad season or what? How would you classify that? Mate? Yeah, great question. The, the League Cup has definitely been, you know, Pep's trophy. I think this is the four final in four years that we've mm, been really Yeah, it's four in four. Years. Yeah. Would it right? So this, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this into two questions. I won't I won't bond to this too long. So I'm gonna pull this into two questions. If you would have asked me this question. Three months ago, a League Cup and second place, I would have ripped your arm off for because we weren't performing. But because we've done so well in this recent run, I, I can't see why we can't win the Premier League this season and, and potentially semi-final in the Champions League. If we didn't, if we didn't get semi-final of the Champions League or winning the league, I think that's a disappointing season for what we've where we're, what we're capable of doing. Hundred percent, I would say hundred percent. Yeah. From from my point from my point of view, if I was a City fan, yeah, the League Cup, like you said. Four and four now, and Jimbo's a Spurs fan. He, he might have something to say about about a, 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 a another league trophy win, but another league cup win. Sorry, but I think realistically, yeah, why why you couldn't win the league now with with the the shakes that Liverpool have had. Um, Spurs have dropped off. I mean, United are going to drop off at some point. I, I as a United fan, I cannot see us winning the league. Like so. Really, like it is, it's, it's out there, isn't it? Between you and City, between you and Liverpool, I think realistically, it's a funny one because I've, I've been watching for the cracks of Liverpool. And uh, when when Van Dijk went out injured, obviously I was devastated for him. <laughs> <laughs> for me, you know, it's, it's really disappointing that a fellow footballer is not being able to play football. But I didn't see any cracks from Liverpool when that happened. They seemed to have a couple of games where they were winning games like ones, twos, two nils, etc. And I thought to myself, oh, you know. They're going to just keep plowing on through this. But a couple of their players have come out recently and said, you know what, we're not performing like we should be, we want to be doing this. And that tells me, actually, they think that they're, not, they're doubting themselves now. Once those cracks start to form, it's like it's like little like little plants going through a mountain. Once, you know, they'll, they'll break through an mountain eventually. But once those cracks start to form, it's they're very hard to make back. And if City could get up a big head of steam and carry on coming winning the way we're doing it, it's, it's one game after the other for City. I mean, we've got, I think the next couple of games, we've got the likes of Brighton, Villa. The next five games are winnable. 
absolute due respect to the teams we're going to be playing, but for City, we, we should be winning those. If we're not getting the 18 points, the next 18 potential chances, then I'd be really disappointed. That's why teams like that win the league, because Villa's a winnable game, whereas we'd come up against Villa and I'd be like, oh, mate, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's masterclass in yeah, 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 basically. <laughs> I feel that way about every game, Jim, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's a depression starting to roll in. <laughs> Talking about those cracks forming, didn't I? Yeah. But yeah, no, to, to, to answer the question, a League Cup would be fantastic. The last time City played Spurs in a final, we got beat. So, you know, that's that's not a great record. But, you know, Spurs one of those teams at the moment that I loved playing against until about two seasons ago. And then you just seem to be able to get the open. The, 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 you seem to have the, you've had a, you've got a bit of pressure against us at the moment, which I don't like. I would prefer an easier draw but it's going to be a great final because both teams good. need definitely, to win that both definitely. teams need to win that I think we're overdue for a bit of revenge from you lot do you? Yeah, I think so. You know, a couple of our decisions that were mightily dis- dis- no, 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 no. I'm saying you, you are due revenge against us. Oh, I see what you mean. That's oh, yeah, hell saying. yeah. yeah no, I absolutely. think that's pending. It's pending, you know, and I think this is the game when it's going to come, probably. Well, what what was it? The, the, the game which you beat them 2-0? Didn't you have three shots on target and City had something like 17? Yeah, so, ridiculous. Yeah, revenge is, revenge is best served cold, cold, isn't it? Yeah. Best yeah. served cold yeah. with a Gabriel Jesus hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, it, um, it, it City-Spurs last year at Spurs' ground for that wicked scene from the All or Nothing documentary where Mourinho's like, I tell you what, they've all got like, yellow cards in turn for yellow card X, go out there and be cunt. Yeah. And like two minutes after two minutes after the half-time whistle, Zinchenko got sent off. It just looked fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah he's, he's I've only watched two series of that, two episodes of that, but it looks brilliant. And Mourinho's coming across really well, which I'm really disappointed about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully agree. Yeah. That is a man who's born to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he fucking loves the camera, like. Yeah, he just, absolutely he loves it. On to the FA Cup, as we said, guys. So we had, we had a few... Pretty wicked games, I thought. To be fair, if we want to start with um, with Chorley versus Derby, which was two um, nil Chorley, and um, I saw that yeah, Derby had to play the whole youth squad, which I mean, it's it's crazy. Like like Baker said at the start, like the, the this third round has really given these kind of teams a big a big leg a big leg up, right? And I didn't see the actual game; I only saw the highlights. But Baker, I think you watched it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think they. I think they looked. Um, I mean, it's quite difficult to talk about them without sounding patronising, and I don't mean it that way. But they, I was. I was genuinely very surprised by how good Chorley looked because I knew that a couple of their uh, previous round games have been absolutely batshit, like tons of goals, people flying everywhere. But they actually. They had. They had a player. I think he's. Um, their left winger, the number eleven, who I think is definitely going to get snapped up by a professional team. They didn't I mean they. They looked really tidy. And they were playing a team of eighteen and twenty-three year olds who had never played together. So that probably gave them it gave them a leg up for sure. But it's one thing seeing that team sheet, it's another thing going out there and actually beating them. And they look comfortable. I can't I can't remember their keeper and the uh, Chorley keeper having to make that many saves. It was great. And also just like just I love what I love them we were talking about it earlier, but I love them grounds, man, where you can see houses and like mm. people like when people are spraying balls over the over the goal, they're like it's gonna smash a window or something. <laughs> I love that. It's funny to see they're the only magpies going into the next round as well, Baker. Sorry about that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
yes, yes, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I felt quite bad for the, the guy. Who, the guy who scored the first goal was a Newcastle fan. Oh. And they, they interviewed him afterwards. They were like, "Who do you want in the next round?" He goes, "Oh, the best team in the league, Newcastle United." And I was like, "I don't want to." If you were the pre- presenter, you just want it, mate. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> saying to you before about the love of the magic of the FA Cup the best the best thing about this was the interview the manager afterwards um, Charlie Boss Jamie Vermingalo my primary school head teacher and it's just like this I is brilliant that, yeah. fantastic <laughs> yeah I did love that I, I, just going on the, the Marine game when they um, when they hit the bar within like the first 20 minutes and he just goes oh yeah that's a trainee plumber just hit the bar I was just like yes I love that I've got so much time time for that but um Jimbo do you see the game uh saw bits of it I didn't have my attention on it fully but yeah it was uh surely yeah really pleasant surprise to see him play I mean Baker called it before the yeah before it even started so yeah really great I, I I put in the note I thought t- technically they looked very very capable for for a, a, a National League North side and I, like like Baker said that sounds super super patronizing but you don't sort of expect that from a team that's playing that low down the pyramid, do you? You I sort mean, of you, expect you, them to be... You know, like we've been to see Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Dulwich Hamlet Football Club player who are National League South. So that's the equivalent sort of standard we're talking, right? So you've seen them live and you know what you can kind of expect from that level. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, to come I... out and play the way they did was really impressive. Yeah. No, I've seen Salford a couple of times as well. And like, they tried to play it along the floor and they tried to play technical and stuff. But I think surely have seemed to have it down pretty well, I must admit. Was that, was that, was that Salford pre, pre-money or post-money? Oh, no, post-money, obviously. Like, yeah, obviously, obviously. Come on. I'm a United fan. I wouldn't <laughs> be going yeah. pre-money, would I? If you say Salford, I think United. Oh, really? <laughs> you, you mean Salford City, don't you? Right. Yes, just I do. I mean Salford City. Right. Okay, yeah, just double-checking. <laughs> Um, we were, think about the six, the six tier English football, Charlie. Did you see? The, did you see they had people? They had fans staying at the ground overnight with hair dryers and kettles to make sure yeah. the game was playable because the pitch was frozen. They had people with ket- boiling kettles. I had not seen that. Didn't the groundsmen sleep on the pitch? Yeah, yeah they slept yeah, overnight, didn't they? Brilliant. In a heated tent. That's amazing. Fair play. Fair amazing. play, Charlie. i got time for that. Like we said, we are gonna, we're going to say this a lot. Got a lot of time for the FA Cup this week. <laughs> got a lot of time. Um, next game, uh, Everton versus Rotherham, which I saw, I only saw the highlights of this again, but this looks like quite a good game as well. Like it was um, it was 2-1 in, in added time, right? But it 1-1 in normal time. The two goals looked pretty soft, I must admit. But apart from that, I... I didn't. I didn't really see much else to talk about. I'll be honest. But Tosson's goal was ruled out offside for VAR, which I wasn't a hundred percent sure about. I sort of thought. I don't know. It looked similar to the to the Bamford one a couple of weeks ago for Leeds, where it literally looked like his nose was offside, which was um, which is pretty pretty harsh. I must admit. But you guys see any of this? Uh, I saw. I saw the highlights. Saw the goals. It was a pretty ridiculous decision. I thought that Rotherham, Rotherham did pretty well there, didn't they? Yeah, I, I thought again. I didn't. I, I only. I just saw the highlights, so I can't. I can't comment too heavily on on the on the game itself. But yeah, it looked. Um, it looked. It looked like a fairly decent game. I must admit. Yeah, from a, from an Everton fan I spoke to today. Yeah, I think. I think he was quite lucky to come away with 
the win, to be honest. I, th- I think that what did they score in like the last kick of the game or something to, to cause it extra time or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I think it sounded like it sounded like they put in a lot of effort and they put in a lot of first team players as well. So you know, I, I don't think I think they expected it to be a lot easier than what it was. So hopefully they'll be a bit uh, a bit threadbare because they're they're competing for the league as well, aren't they? Up front still. Well, right. Well, we'll ask you this question now. Realistically, do you think Everton and and, and Leicester? Are still are actually in with a chance because we we questioned this a couple of weeks ago and we thought in terms of like the actual longevity of the season we just weren't sure that either of them could really keep it going what do you think Tom? My, my, my heart is telling me anything can happen if they get a good run of games go through but my head's telling me actually reality I think Everton had a strong start but they'll start to peter off and and I think Leicester obviously they won the league but there's just something about them that tells me I don't think think they've got enough quality and depth to be able to take them through to the the win again I think think when they won the league that was because two or three teams didn't perform and I think I think stars aligned as well. Like yeah, I was just no injuries say, yeah. and the amount of yeah. games they won by Lucky, the skin of their teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I think I think it was a special moment with Ranieri as well being in charge because he sort of he did unify them big time, didn't he? I think uh, that that Leicester team. So, but yeah, and this yeah. this year as well, they've got the added the added um, caveat of being in Europe as well. Yeah, true, true. So they're going to be they're going to be completely shagged out every. I mean, I can't remember who they've got in the next round of the Europa League, but it's going to basically affect them negatively. Yeah, Leicester third, aren't they? Everton are seventh. I think we can rule Leicester Everton out now. But Leicester, you know, the thing is, Leicester have got the opportunity to take points off tough teams. So I don't know. Can they can they both win the league? I very much doubt it. I think it's between City, Liverpool, and United. Oh, don't, oh, whoa, 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 Tom. Do not be putting Man United in that category. We cannot win the league. I'm not having that, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're reeling me in, yeah. I mean, the, all, the, all the Southampton fans listening to this are devastated. We haven't yeah, that is true, actually. I've got a, a mate who's a Southampton fan who started listening to us a couple of weeks ago. He is not going to be happy with me not putting them in the shout, is he? But again, I think, I think same with what Tom said I think realistically squad depth and like yeah. longevity of this season I, ca- I can't see it but you know stranger things have happened right you seriously not think United have got a chance to win the league this year no I, I thought you'd be in a relegation position at this time this year <laughs> Mate, the performance the performance I is just can't get my head around it you keep winning I looked at the table two weeks ago and I was like what's this all about and I look yeah. again today and you're second in the league we've been saying this for weeks just like Daniel how is this happening this doesn't make any sense in my head I can't fucking I can't make sense of it <laughs> I have so many United fans that are really, really annoyed because they hate Ole. They absolutely despise him being the manager. And the second in the league, it's kind of like, do we complain? Do we like this? Do we complain? <laughs> do we like this? I, uh, they're so confused. I love it. My my perspective on Ole is, I like him. I like the guy. I don't know what his managerial style is. He's been in charge for nearly two years now. I still don't know what, with Pep, with Klopp, with Mourinho, I know what I'm getting week in, week Brucey, out. Brucey, mate. Don't forget Brucey. <laughs> Brucey, Brucey ball. Yeah, I know what I'm getting. Got more chance of Bruce Forsyth winning the league, mate. <laughs> Can't forget Brucey He's ball, mate. He's been dead for three years. <laughs> That's, that think... still, you're still more mobile than Andy Carroll, though. <laughs> that's, that's, mate, that is, Tom, I think that is genuinely what a lot of United fans are worried about is, I don't, I don't know what Ollie's style of play is. I don't. And that's what kind of worries me in the long term. But in the short term, yeah, I mean, 
look at it like how it's going at the moment so yeah but i, I still i just, i just can't see it happening overall like i think we will drop off eventually but anyway less united talk what, what have we got next uh blackpool versus west brom two Wait, you missed out are we not doing the newcastle oh. game Oh, shit. Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought, right, yeah. Baker, Baker, I'll just let you have it, mate. Newcastle Arsenal, 2-0 to to the Arsenal. Um, Go on, Baker. Let, let, Let us have it. The most frustrating thing about this is that it went to extra time. It's so irritating that we paid 120 minutes for like, for a game that we realistically didn't really have much chance in. And I know Brucey loves make he loves talking up the cups, and that's fair because we haven't we haven't had a run in them for about three hundred years. But it just feel like fucking so annoying. It's such a you just feel like such a waste of time. And I mean to be fair, we had we had that like a glorious chance to win it. But when your cutting edge is Andy Carroll, who I mean to be fair. He look, he put in a lot of effort, but I think he just looks like he's putting in more effort because he's so big and he gallops like a fucking horse. <laughs> he just looks more like he's putting the effort in. But um, yeah, I mean, what what, what is what do you, what can you say? It was a, I mean, I, I, one I, one one mistake undid us at the end there. Kieran Clark fell over his own feet, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, I said to you at about eighty-five minutes, I was like, "You got you playing for penalties now," and you said, "Yeah, since minute one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is Brucey. That is Brucey. I don't really understand. He, he, it looks like he's trying to tell us to move on a bit because he's pushing us further up the pitch. But it's just, it's still this sort of cavernous, massive hole in the middle where no one gets up to support our, our players. Like, like Almiron is a good player. I'm not. I like. I would die on that hill. Is Almiron is a decent footballer, and he and defenders hate him because he's absolutely rapid and he will get at you constantly. So what has happened is he'll be he'll be set free down the left or the right, wherever he's on at that moment in time, and the defenders will back off, back off, and you think if there's any support on him, we could actually do some damage here. But Brucey's so sort of like, no, no, wait, let's just build from here. Fucking Sean Longstaff just like fucking ambling up into centre circle. All right, then let's have it back. And then it goes back to the keeper and we lump it. It's just so fucking frustrating. And Andy Carroll had nine of Newcastle's 12 shots in that match. Yes. Nine. He put himself around. I'll give him that. Fucking hell. I did, I did not see that. Jeez. He, he, he had about, he had about a hundred, like it felt like he had about a hundred clearances as well. Constantly, yeah. I mean, he is, he is one good part. That's one great thing about him. Put him at the front post, he is getting every corner knocked away, isn't he? It was cool. I, think he went, I think he went up for a header against Emil Smith Rowe at one point. It was pretty funny. It was like it's like when you're in year seven playing against like, <laughs> playing against the year eleven. <laughs> he did look quite good though, old Smith Rowe. My fault. Yeah, I mean, he did have a. What did we think on his decision on uh, like reversing the, oh, the red yeah. card? No. Right decision. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Right, hundred yeah, percent. Definitely. I thought of interest. How did Tierney play? I didn't watch the game myself. Yeah, very well. He was good. Yeah, I, I rate, I rate him at left back. Yeah, I really rate him. I do, man. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's up. He's. He's definitely. He's got different qualities that they definitely need as well. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, it sort of says a lot about us is that they didn't need. They made hard work of it, but they didn't need to sort of turn it on that much to beat us. <laughs> 
and that's <laughs> a lovely just teased optim- you. optimistic out from Alex Baker as always we'll leave it at that one for you Baker yeah no 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 no, no. We, need oh, to go do, on, uh, we need to do the dumb it update oh yeah oh, sorry Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom that's what we have mate we have a, uh, Paul Dummett it's Alex's favourite player it's the dumb it update every week we just have a little 30 second segment where Baker just gives us something about him go on mate what's something about dumb it um <laughs> Well, he played in the game. <laughs> Wonderful. That's, that's, that's progress. Injured. progress. He didn't get injured. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He didn't. He played the whole game at left back, I think. That's what he's trying to do. I mean, he sort of just drifts, doesn't he, mate? He's one of them. You basically mate, just give him free reign on the pitch now, don't you, mate? That's the thing. Know, you know what they say? He's one of them mercurial talents. You've got to give him space, you know? You've got to give him the ball. <laughs> this is like having Phil Neville in the studio, lads. What's going on, Neville? <laughs> That's why we limit it to 30 seconds. <laughs> exactly. Because you whiteboard. <laughs> Um, well, no, that's that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something here, lads. I've no idea who you're talking about. I was shocking, isn't it? Honestly, this is my third Dummit update now, and I still don't know who he is. Paul Dummit, mate. Paul Dummit. See, I'm, I'm quite insular when it comes to football. If it's not City, I'm not really that interested. But actually, you know what? Right, I'll do a bit of research on it. Mate, I'll be looking for the Dummit update every I mean, Monday now. The, re- the research will last. We're pretty quick. I think he's got about two lines on Wikipedia. He is, he is a left back. He plays for Newcastle. Oh, loaned at St. Mirren. Ooh. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, he picked up his foreign flair there. That's where he got it from. Foreign flair in St. Mirren. <laughs> Oh mate, we can't. We're, you're cracking me up too much. But Baker, I think you're going to have something to say about this next one uh, because it was uh, Blackpool versus West Brom, two-two. Is Big Sam in trouble already? Like, I, I'm. I'm not saying he is because I can see Tom's face. Like, oh, he's calling. I do think he's had some some shitters. I mean, don't get me wrong. Good one-one against Liverpool, but. I only saw the highlights again, but it didn't look good. And what was it? The last two games, 5-0 loss against Leeds, 4-0 loss against Arsenal. I mean, is Big Sam under pressure already? Tom, I'll throw it to you, mate. Go on. Um, To get a draw against Liverpool, I'll give it him to the end of the season, to be honest with you. If you could do that against Liverpool, why not? But he's just, he's just, he is the... I don't. Oh, I'm gonna to have to use the word dinosaur. Lads. It is just. It's just. There's nothing there at all. Is it? He. He. He must be alongside the Steve Bruce's of the world when he comes to your club to manage you. You must think Moisey. Sorry, is, but Moisey is definitely in that category as well. Mate. We've said that. This is it. it. Yeah, you turn around to your relatives that you go to the football with. You mates, you think this is this. We might as well get really drunk here, lads, because that's the most <laughs> entertainment we're gonna get for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, the, the, that that class that class of manager is now. I think it's on its last legs. Like, it's gotta be the Bruce like Pulis. Pulis fucked his last job really badly, and so like that that cut. So that's a good sign for me that, that we're, finally, <laughs> we're finally moving on. We're cutting the thread. We're getting rid of them. <laughs> I mean, it's like like I mean, Moisey's kind of being the outlier here. Yeah, we're actually doing quite well, annoyingly. But then, and, uh, it's kind of it is a bit frustrating that. But like, if you if you like, if you if you support a championship or lower lower level Premier League club, and you fire manager, you see like the the bookies odds, and it's like Pulis, Allardyce, Bruce Pardew. You're like, oh god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Tom said, I think he's hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. When you go to them kind of games, get the pints in, boys, because it's going to be a long one. In you're not having many chances, and you're sitting back and you're defending for your lives most of the game. 
You don't do keep him up. Do you think he'll keep him up? It oh, can't happen, I, can it? I don't think he's got a fucking task on his hands, to be honest. Yeah. Well, right. A couple of weeks ago on this, I keep saying a couple of weeks ago, it's definitely longer than that. <laughs> we said, I I know you've just said you're quite insular with City, but we tried to look at other teams. I genuinely, Gallagher is the only other starting a, like 11 player from West Brom that I can actually think of. And um, obviously Ajayi, which is which he scored against Liverpool, so I knew he was. But apart from that, I genuinely can't think of any other of their starting 11. It's just, I don't know. If, um, they conceded 11 goals in their last three games. It's not good. And scored two. <laughs> Oh, yeah, against Blackpool, yeah. Uh, yeah they, got, they got Wolves next, so could be interesting. I got, I got to say, I mean, Blackpool played really, really well, but West Brom, they are they're diabolically bad. Yeah, like absolutely diabolical. I can't see. It. Like we said, I think they're going to rue the day. I mean, don't get me wrong, Slavin Bilic isn't the greatest manager of all time, but I think they're going to rue getting rid of him. I think it was. There's a fine line in that position in the league to think is is Sam Allardyce. You can't if you Slavin Bilic and Sam Allardyce took your job. You're just like, oh, guys, I think that low. <laughs> every every club. Where do I go now? You see, every club's just got a big fucking red button, which is like a break glass in case of Allardyce. And every club. <laughs> Just hope you don't have to press it. Here you go, Tom. Here's one for you. You've got them on the 26th. How many goals are you put in past them, Drew? I, I don't do predictions. Sorry. Oh, no, never, I, I, never. Massive, like, no, 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 I didn't say you were going to win. I didn't say you were going to win. I just asked how many goals. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we just go for multiples of five? And then just <laughs> I just, I, honestly, I, I'd be happy with an own goal and one nil. As long as we get three points, that's all I'm interested in. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Mate, that's that's a, that's a change from a, from, a, from a City fan who's got Pep in charge. I would have thought oh, you'd have been... Yeah, it's, it's fun. I'm a bit funny when it comes to football results, though, <laughs> Predictions. I always think I jinx it when it happens. I've not, not, not worn a City shirt since we're, we're wearing a, watching a game for a while because we lost last time the World War. I tell you one thing: they're going to put they'll put ten men and Sam Allardyce behind the ball, won't they? They'll, they'll defend everything. Sam Allardyce will come off with 90th minute centre half. Hey, good luck! Good luck scoring past that. Jesus, I know that yeah. forehead's not getting anything past it, is it? <laughs> um. Right, so on to the next one, boys. I really thought this was boring. Man United won Watford nil, and McTominay scored within the first five minutes, and they never got out of second gear. And I know you boys have said in the past, oh, that's a sign that, you know, you don't need to get out of second gear against a team like this or in the FA Cup or whatever. But, you know, the team which you had out there should have should have put more effort in considering the positions they're in players like Matter, Lingard I hate to say it Van der Beek did look good in spurts but he was he, it, it looked disjointed and obviously because you know it was it, the players haven't played much they haven't played together but I just thought it, it wasn't a performance that I was particularly I would say I was happy with at all but what That's you question. Why, why is Van der Beek not getting as much game time as what he should? Mate. He looks like a really good player. Mate. Do you oh. want to open that box? Don't. Honestly. <laughs> pull the thread. Spawn, yeah. Just, I, well, I don't know if you've seen it. I put it in the notes. Why he doesn't just play him in that, in that role next to Fred or McTominay against, and this is no disrespect, against the Newcastle, against the West Brom, against the Burnley. You need players who are going to go beyond that, beyond um, Fernandez, beyond the striker. I just think, I don't know why he doesn't. And I just, 
it frustrates me beyond belief, Tom. It really does, mate. It does my head in. I mean, the only positive is he's still quite young, isn't he? What, 21, yeah. 22 or something? So he's still got plenty of time left in. But I was quite impressed that, uh, that Tomine got the captain's armband this weekend. Mm. That's, yeah. that's a good shout for him. Oh, mate. I, I think, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. I, I, <laughs> this might be a bit ahead of time, but I do generally think the way he, the way he commands players, he... he I think he could be a future captain. I know Maguire's quite young and he's the captain at the moment, but he does bollock players. If they're out of position or they're not looking, you know, where the ball is or or where players, I do think I like him for that. Definitely, he, he was probably the the big spark in this game. I must admit, like the what, not the Jesse Lingard, man. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, Jalen's right. Honestly. I was saying to one of my mates, why doesn't he just quit and become an influencer? He might as well. At this point. <laughs> like, because it, I, I don't want to sound harsh, but the dude is not good enough for United. I don't know how a, how such a he could have had such a drop off, but yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't he? And then he had that one season where he just the goals dried up and the assists dried up, and then he and then it. For me, and no disrespect, he's always been a role player at United. He's never been a starting... Because he's never really had a defined position either. He's always been as a cam, as a right winger, as a left winger. He's, I've never really known where he plays. That's, and that is something which, again, going back to Van der Beek, that is something which I'm a little bit like worried about. If, if it lasted for two or three seasons and you get to a point where you're like, what is his position? Like, where... Does he actually play? I know it's. But is this, is this like? Well, is this because it's like Ollie, like you say, doesn't really have a defined system or style of play, mm-hmm. and then also the fact that like mm-hmm. we said it when you bought Van der Beek, we felt like it was a bit of a panic buy and a bit of a oh shit, we haven't brought anyone in. Let's grab this guy quick. Yeah, well, they had they had connections with Van der Sar at Ajax, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. sort of like the. I think you're right. I think they just thought we can get that player for not too much and like Tom said he's still quite young you hope that he develops like Real were interested in him other teams were interested in him because you think maybe you buy him he gets better and then you sell him on or something I don't know that that's not Man United way is it obviously but I don't know I, I really am I'm just confused by the whole Ollie system and like yeah, going back to what you were saying Tom that that is probably why a lot of United fans are still kind of annoyed that they can't be annoyed at Ollie because the second and the in the FA, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I was, I'm rambling, but go on, babe. You like, you want to talk, mate? No, no. I was just, I come like, no. Really. Are we? Lingard's such a weird player, man. Like, yeah. it's such an odd. Do you like, do you remember? He scored, he was scoring at the World Cup two, like two, three years ago. And I think, like, what happened there? Like, what a, what a change of fortune. Mm. Yeah. It's a weird one. Anyway, I said I didn't want to talk about it much, so we'll crack on. Uh, Tom, your time to shine, buddy. Uh, City, Birmingham, 3-0. Pretty conclusive. Lovely, lovely strike from from Silver for that oh, first one. one. Yeah, I mean, City, we just didn't look like we got out of second gear, to be honest with you. And uh, we, we did the, um, the live watch-along for it, and it was only, it just felt like it was only a matter of time. As soon as we got one, there was never any discomfort in yeah. in the gameplay whatsoever. Um I thought we just a really professional, polished performance by a, a team that's on on the rise and it showed that way as well. A couple of a couple of months ago we were struggling for goals. Um having Sergio out, I was really disappointed. I was really looking forward to watching Sergio this weekend, but obviously with the COVID friend of friend of a friend's got COVID, whatever whatever it is. 
he couldn't play, so he's in isolation now for ten days. So Jesus took up the mantle. Um, but Bernardo Silva was 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 star of the show in that in that in that front position that that Pep loves to play him in. Bernardo Silva. I don't know if you if you ever get a game where you're watching City and you think you've got nothing else to do to watch City watch Bernardo Silva play football he's an absolute animal he's got so much of an engine he's like a Rolls Royce he just keeps going and going box to box to box but he's also got that little bit of flair the touch the pass he has got an eye for goal it's funny because he's not scored for a while before this game so did you, did you see his, his goal the, the heart the volley that he scored I don't understand how he managed to get his foot over the ball where it was that high to go into the top corner and I just I, I was expecting you, you any of us lads did that that's 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 gone, oh, that's, mate. gone. Still that's, that's over the top of the stand that is yeah, <laughs> my ACL's ruptured man yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely the knee's gone knee's gone yeah, for a season yeah. there absolutely <laughs> but it's, um, he did fantastically well I don't know if you saw um, the little pass Mares did for KDB oh yeah yeah I don't don't really understand how he managed to put a spin on that to just bring Mm. it inside it was like a golf shot yeah it was a perfect example yeah yeah it was beautiful yeah and honestly they never will as soon as we got the one goal I said I I could have just gone I could have just wrapped up and and gone then because I knew it was pretty much done it sounds dreadful to say that but that's purely because Birmingham just didn't offer anything yeah. Sadly, and you know they they were eight. I think they were 18th in their league, so you kind of knew what you expected. Well, I was expecting a, a bit of a tougher game, but they've just not got anything there that would that would worry me. Again, I'd like to play them more, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think of Foden? I rate him so highly. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. It, it's funny with Phil Foden because people talk about oh, you know, he's not getting the game time and, and things on these lines. But if you actually see the games he's played compared to his counterparts from from all over the world in different generations, he's actually played similar, if not more. And his stats are fantastic. You know, he's only he's only twenty. Yeah, lads, he's got he's got another 12, 13 years left of him. He's gonna mm. he's gonna say he's gonna. What we need to do, and the biggest thing for me is, is Gareth Southgate needs to put him in the middle of the England squad and build the team around him because he would win us trophies. Yeah. He's, he is gonna be such such a good player, and we're so lucky. I am so lucky to be a City fan and watch this lad play. Because you know we, we call him the Stockport Iniesta, and that is just I've heard because, that, yeah. yeah, that's honestly his range of passing is fluid. Don't get me wrong, he still makes basic errors basic um, issues but he's 20 and he's learning from the best and people the, the biggest thing that annoys me is when people say oh you know he's not getting game time he's going to be on the bench all the rest of it but people don't see the bigger picture with City and the squad size and all the games that we've got to play and, and things along these lines it's bonkers really I love him to bits to answer the question I could talk about him all day uh, mate, I could not agree more and one thing as you're a City fan and we've got you on us three on here and any other uh, football fan I speak to, David Silva, is he just gone? Is he like football god to most people? Like, how can you just can't hate the guy? He is just unbelievable. And that's coming from a United fan. That's what pisses me off a little bit. But the guy is a legend, right? He's right, yeah, for me, is is easily. I mean, my my football here growing up as a as a Georgian player called um, Kinkadzi. <laughs> And, and he was just phenomenal. Um, just with the touch balance play, he could pass a ball. He, 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 he was bloody lazy, don't get me wrong. But David Silva, he's just him times two. He's, he had absolutely everything in his bank. He just, he could, David Silva's one of the best players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And people that don't agree, just, I, just, I just, don't, just, they just don't watch football. 
They're mental. They are fully nice. mental. You can't right, disagree. I'll be very lucky. If we see another player of his like again, I'll be very lucky. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel, you won't be saying that in a few weeks when his Sociedad side smash United. Well, oh, that's I'll what, that's what, what we've got to say. That's what I'm aiming at on. Come yeah. on, Real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, mate, I'll message you after that. I think uh, I'll, I'll, we'll see how, how Silver stands up to Scott McTominay smashing him every single time he gets the ball <laughs> it's an interesting one with Phil Foden as well because obviously he went away and he, he won that top shagger award for his, uh, <laughs> yeah. his antics in the hotel which yeah. was a bit of a pillock for for doing let's face it I'll, I'll be the first one to hold my hands up and say you're a bit of an idiot there mate chance in England squad you do something like that what a fool but it's not affecting him because remember last year with with um with Mendy and Bernardo Silva with the racist thing on Twitter that yeah. they're obviously best mates, but Twitter just went into massive overdrive and you shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z. Bernardo Silva took a massive dip in performance and attitude. It just he just dropped to a different player that's just just below par for him. Phil Foden has not seen this negativity. He must be have a real good solid family unit around him, and, and City must have protected him really well because I've not seen that dip in performance from Phil since that negativity. So listen, onwards and upwards for him, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah. No, could not agree more, man. Could not agree more. Anything else to add, boys? Or should we crack on with the the actual real shock of uh, of the third round? Wouldn't be an FA Cup round, would it? With that little shocker in there somewhere. I know, right? So Crawley, Crawley three leads nil. Go on, Baker. You've been chomping at the bit for that, mate. Go on. It was oh, this is this this was such a good game to watch. Like they didn't just beat them; they fucking hammered them. Like, mm. and they get and the geezer who scored the first goal. I know it's, it's going to sound very like cliche, but it was it was really nice to see to see him after the game because their commentator, I mean, the commentator wouldn't shout about it, but he'd been released by Tottenham, then had a car crash, which left him out for a year, and like them sort of stories that you wouldn't you wouldn't hear that usually. If he scores against Cheltenham the weekend, you're not going to know that. It being brought to national um, the national viewpoint, it's just oh man, it was weird. It's such a good goal as well, quality goal. The, 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 their first goal, but um, no, it's great. Fucking Leeds, but they play great football, Jim. So it's all good. <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? It's a funny one, isn't it? With Leeds, because people put sort of Bielsa and Pep on the same pedestal when it comes to tactics and stuff like that. But this, for me, has just proved why Bielsa is just just a one trick pony. He's, he's got no other plan than let's let's pick the ball up. Put it in the centre circle. Let's go again. Always oh, conceded again. Let's pick the ball up. Put it. Let's go again. Mm. There's no kind of mentality to to shift the. Actually, we're, we're making basic mistakes here. We're shipping goals, and we're not changing anything. And before you know it, the three 0 down, and they're out. It's done. Go on, Jimbo, because you 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 had a real opinion a couple of weeks ago about about Leeds and the fact that everyone seems to be praising them all the time. Go on, Jimbo. So far up the foot. It's just that, isn't it? It's, it's that. Everyone's so far up the fucking arsehole because they've just come up and everyone's like, oh, they're so fun to watch, aren't they? But again, this game's proved that like they are, like Tom says, a one-trick pony. And as the game went on, it just got more and more obvious. The amount of times Crawley opened them up, it could have been easily more than three. Yeah, it could have, to be fair. And I think I think Tom's at the nail on the head. Bielsa and Pep in the same league. No. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Can you think of a fan base who must be more confused with their existence and leave? <laughs> well, so suddenly uh, everyone's licking licking their arseholes and they're like, what? What? This is everyone I'm hates not. us. Everyone hates them. <laughs> I'm, I'm married to a girl from Leeds and all her mates are Leeds fans. All her mates are Leeds fans <laughs> and all their fellows are Leeds fans. And it's all Leeds, 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 all the rest of it. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you what, I started to write a message on the group and I just got fuck off straight away. <laughs> 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 Mate, that's great. 
unbelievable. Uh, I think I think that covers it with that one. I mean, Jimbo, I'll let, I'll let you take lead on this one, buddy. Uh, Spurs versus Marine, five 0 and it was uh, it was expected though, wasn't it? Go on, mate. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about the actual game itself. I think we started to talk about it at the top of the show, just how lovely it was to see, like, you know, people fucking standing in the back of their back gardens, watching it, like, five foot away from Mourinho and Gareth Bale pictures to windows and that. Um, what more can you ask from a from a, a, an FA Cup game, really? I mean, the only point I actually was a little bit worried was um, one of the Marine lads, uh, Kenjney's called Neil Kenjney. They actually broke on us, had a little counter attack, and he put in quite a nice dipping shot towards the goal. And Joe Hart kind of left it, didn't really bother with it, and it was only a few centimeters away from going in. And I was flapping, man. I was like, <laughs> "This is going to be the upset of the weekend. This is going to be the front page news." When we lose one nil to Marine, eighth tier Marine. But after that, we kind of turned it on a bit. Good to see Deli Ali getting some minutes was lively didn't know Lucas Moura could take free kicks like that I was quite impressed yeah that was a beautiful <laughs> that was um, and good to see some of the some of the young lads as well getting some minutes Alfie yeah. Devine um, Whiteman and Jack Clark I, th- I thought Whiteman looked really really good I was great, really, really good. in that middle obviously I think um, from, from what I've heard about him his, his set pieces are a lot better than what we saw in that game he's a re- he's a bit of a James Ward-Prowse from what I've heard from from you know the youth games, but I was a little bit disappointed with his set pieces in this. With the um the marine the marine striker, I think Cummins is his name. Who just who was just trying to fight everyone. That was quite <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah he was a little bit of a spat with Deli Ali at one point. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I, I mean he is he's aiming high. He's aiming high. <laughs> Bless him. Rudon R- ended up with all his undershirt had been all ripped by him at some point, which I was loving. Like. Like we said, Wait, to be fair, like, Roden looks like he's been on the piss for about three days at the best of times. <laughs> he had his fucking shirt all ripped open. I was like, Jesus. Um, I, do you know what? I forgot, I forgot to mention something about the Crawley game, which is possibly like the, the best big dick move you can make when you're, when you're beating a Premier League team is to bring on fucking Mark Wright. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Imagine being, being a Leeds fan, you're getting beat by a team in League Two and they bring on Mark Right. <laughs> yeah, to ask my missus who he was, that's a first. You had a man right before. One one thing which I did love about the Marine game, which the commentator made point of, all the nets on um like in on the houses all had like the numbers written on so they knew if it went into their house, they had to go and knock her on like whatever number, which is just brilliant, I thought. But I think um did you guys see some of the signs that people had made? Uh, one of them hanging from a guy's upstairs window was a uh, special one, my arse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, outside the stadium, big sign that said, no parking here, Jose. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, I got time for that, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, decent. I just can't wait for, you know, hopefully everyone will get these vaccinations sorted. We can all go back to the stadium again and, you know, day, proper days out. You see all the fans and the line in the streets and stuff. I love it. It's brilliant yeah, stuff man. like this, isn't it? Do you, think, yeah. do you think that any fan who goes to that first game when you're allowed back is going to remember any of it? No. <laughs> Absolutely fucking Absolutely carnage, It's going to be carnage. I remember yeah. where I sit. <laughs> <laughs> like two seasons since I went to a game. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, that sort of wraps up the most of the games we got. We got a few. We, yeah. we just have a little extra bit at the end where we just uh, we, Baker's uh, had a look at some absolute screamers, which he's picked out for us. Um, go on, Baker. You- 
Sancho scored a great goal. Nice split by Royce. Um, Hakimi if uh, Inter against Roma was nice. Inter missed the chance to oh. put themselves uh, joint up, I think, because they drew with Roma. Uh, and Zahavi, it's just a fucking sweet assist. It's a back heel flick over a defender. Uh, same for Kaiser, it's a fucking sweet oh. pass. That's Sancho just, just, goal. Just, uh, just a couple of European goals spicing up. Yeah. Anytime Haaland touched the ball in that game as well, that Dortmund game was just unbelievable. What he fucking la- what lab did they breathe oh, in? Mate. Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That won't take a chance for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. That's a scary oh, thought. My mate, my mate who sports Leeds is always oh. saying, oh, he's born in Leeds. He's going to come to Leeds. And I was like, but you, money still exists, right? You're not going yeah. to... Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Have you seen his, his celebrations? He goes wild. And I'm, I worry yeah. about Sancho sometimes because he's like shaking him and picking him up. <laughs> yeah, mate. I've just seen that Royce flick. What a naughty so little good. flick that is for the Sancho goal. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... I was going to say as well. Do you see um, the the Eze thing that when he's he's gone to the the QPR game and like the FA are looking into that now about yeah. basically if he's broken like COVID rules and stuff. Which I, we had a little moan about players over Christmas getting together last week or the week before, and I do just think players sort of they do think they're a little bit above this whole COVID thing. I don't know. I think you know like maybe they just. Moisey was saying on a on, on an article I read that he thinks that he should all be like treated exactly the same. He should be getting fines every time they're breaking it. But I thought, what's, what, what fines going to do? Like? Exactly, a fine, like a grand or however much it is, an on the spot fine, however much. Like footballers yeah. just get that out the back pocket and say, yeah, there you go, no worries, crack on. <laughs> Not to, I don't want to end on a negative note for like the fourth week week in a row. So. Um... <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen it. I seen it on Instagram. Um, so Xavi at the moment is managing um, Al Sad SC. There's a video going around. He's got them playing like peak Barcelona, mate. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Flicks and little pat, like tippy tapper and that, and like little passes and stuff. So good to watch, mate. Get so if you get, get a chance, that on, get to see on that. Twitter yeah. or on our Instagram. Definitely, I'll definitely want to see that, mate. Hit yeah. me. All right, I'm thinking he's he got. Cazorla to go play with him. Yeah, I think Santi Cazorla's playing. Like that's just shooting fish in a barrel for Santi. That he is a quality <laughs> player. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine it is in that league, isn't what, it? What the fuck? I've just seen they've got a striker who scored at the weekend. He's got 106 goals in 91 games. Fucking hell! <laughs> is that even a real stat? That, that's, that's insane. That's yeah. That tells me a lot about that league, though. To be yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. should yeah. tell you how he's got the players playing tiki taki football because the defenders are I, <laughs> just cloned Messi, aren't they? Saudi <laughs> Arabian dungeon somewhere with a with a chemical cell and just Messi's left, right, and centre. <laughs> Thanks very much, Tom. Appreciate you coming on, mate. It's been lovely seeing you. And I've got to say, that garage is mint. Even though it's got the wrong shirts up in the background. Blue screen this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs green screen? We've got blue screen. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoyed every minute of it. Cheers, thank you. man. Yeah, Cheers, thanks man. very much. Do you want to plug? Uh... Yes. Yeah, of course I do. Absolutely. Um, so you can hear everything and see everything from us from Manchester is Blue on pretty much every platform you can open up on a browser, on a phone. Manchester is Blue. Jimbo? Again, as always, thanks for joining us from London, mate. Appreciate Pleasure, it. Mate. Thank you very much. Um, Baker, over in uh, Didders, mate. Thanks very much, pal. Um, no worries, mate. Always a pleasure. Obviously, if uh, if anyone wants to wants to check us out, the away end on uh, Insta and uh, Spotify, po- Apple Podcasts, Twitter, you know, all of them. 
uh, appreciate everyone listening. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. See you later.